Hi, and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. My name is Mary Jo McGuire, owner of MJ Nutrition. I have a degree and master's in nutritional science, and I'm studying to be a nutritional therapist also. I work with women every day who want to lose weight, improve their relationship with food, hack their hormones, regulate their cycle, restore their periods, learn about nutrition for hormonal balance, help women come off the pill, and lots more. This podcast will be a place to talk about all things female health related, from periods, the pill, weight loss, diets, fertility, acne, PMS, and lots, lots more. I hope this platform to be educational and empowering so women can take charge of their health, their hormones, so they can feel and look their best at all stages. Hi, and welcome to episode 16 of the Female Health Podcast. I'm Mary Jo, your host, and today I'm here with Jade Dunn, who is on Instagram as Clueless But Curious, and she has an amazing page that's all about sexual health, contraception, female health, all those amazing things that I love to talk about. And so she obviously was a great fit for the podcast here today. So I'm really excited to have a chat with her. And um, I think it's going to be a good one. Like it's going to be fairly open and honest because she's if you follow her Instagram, you'll see that she really talks about everything and there's no nothing spared really which is good though it's everything's out in the open and I think this is what we need to do that these conversations are normalized and there's nothing to be afraid of or shameful in having these conversations so I'm going to pass it over to Jay let her introduce herself and tell us about why you set up the page and things like that but yeah over to you and you just go with it and let and say everything about you (laughs) thanks Mary Jo that was such a nice intro so my name is Jade and I've had an interest in contraception for a really long time because of how mental my introduction to it was. Like it all started on a journey. I was 14 and 15 getting really heavy periods, waking up in pools of blood in horrific pain, thinking, God, what the hell is going on? So I got a few tests done, ultrasounds galore, and surely they found that I had polycystic ovary syndrome. But abnormally, the cyst on one of my ovaries was like, it was like 12 by six centimeters. It was huge. And they were like, this is really abnormal. There was ovarian cancer in my family. So they wanted to get it out ASAP. Yeah. And they were going to do like open surgery, but they decided on the laparoscopy. And I was delighted. I only have like three little tiny scars because of that. So when they got rid of those, their immediate thing was put Jade on a contraceptive pill. They had one picked out for me and everything I didn't have any questions I was I remember three really like things that stood with me was you're gonna have really clear skin your boobs might be enlarged and you might have some slight mood swings like those three things would stick to me because I was thinking here I am my flat chest itself covered in pimples yes give me it oh my god I can talk about selling it to you it's like yes where has this been all my life yeah yeah the dream the absolute dream so I remember those three things being told to me and thinking right this is great fast forward six months later on Dianette was the pill I was miserable Mary Jo like oh my god not normal for a 15 year old to go from happy bubbly carefree to self-harming like really depressed um like contemplating suicide weekly throughout the month so then I went to the GP and she was saying oh you know maybe maybe two months at a time you should take the pill and only take the break on second month 
and so then I was like you know I tried that for a while and then it got really bad to the point where the school was getting involved that I was in um so excuse me and my mom said right I need to kind of nip this in the bud here and my GP said look it's definitely the pill um and at the time my mom and dad were it's gas like people had a big stigma against taking antidepressants then yeah um but like we just didn't realize it was the dying pill even though it was the only thing that I was taking they thought oh it couldn't cause this much of a problem so yes. anyway I switched from that to a patch to the ever patch and then back onto a pill which was Yasmin and I kind of stuck on that for a good few years still not happy still yeah. like quite down and um, but nothing as bad as I was on Dianet okay so yeah and then like realizing when I kind of moved out of my house and stuff I did go on antidepressants because I was like this is normal like I'm so down all the time and like what like I went to so many different people to find like I switched my family GP because I didn't feel comfortable talking to her because she yeah. was someone that known me since I was like yay big and I remember oh my god Marjorie, I remember one time I caught an STI and um, thank God I just after turned 18 and I told my mom, I was like, you know, I'm going to be independent about this. You know, you wait out in the, in the waiting area. And she, oh, my God. When she turned around, she was like, yes, yeah, so you have chlamydia. I was like, oh, my God, you're messing. But like, like, she, this was just she said this to you. She didn't say it in front of your mom. She didn't. No, luckily, oh I, I literally just said, oh, mom, you wait outside. You know, I'm oh, 18 God. now. I'll, I'll speak to her by myself after that and after she was with like <laughs> oh god it was mortifying absolutely mortifying and I just wasn't comfortable then talking to her yeah, about like different kind of contraception I just felt like she was judging me so I did change GP and I found a really good one um but I still felt like I wanted to go to someone that specialized in like women's health so I went to a women's wealth center and I don't want to like I've heard so many good stories about them I personally didn't have a good experience I was after starting in my new job um as air hostess and I was thinking Jeannie Mac I'm on different time zones all the time I can't be taking a pill every day at different times like definitely not yeah Um, and she said to me that basically she showed me how the coil went in and she couldn't have put me off it anymore okay like oh yeah polycystic ovary syndrome wouldn't be a good fit for you and there's some implications about this hormonal one. Uh, she didn't like, I, I wanted to ask questions. I felt like I couldn't. She was kind of, I just, I think I, th- I just got the wrong person on the wrong day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, long behold, I switched the pill again to microlite and um, which is completely different hormones. So this, that is where I was like, do you know what? I'm sick of this. I'm sick of just taking what people are telling me I need to know like get to know my own body I do not need I'd like a degree but I do not need a degree to learn how my own body is working and to get to know my hormones personally so I took a year off it after the experience on microlite and I just delved I delved into the books I delved into loads of research and that's when I set up my page as a forum for I want to hear everyone's experience because everyone is completely different on their experiences. And as well, people have different preferences to their lifestyles, like what suits them. Yeah. And I just wanted to hear all about it yeah. and to know like, what are, is it just me that's getting pushed to the pill? Is it just me being put off the coil, like by yeah. a certain two people? Um, or what else, what else, well, other people are like being told this? Yeah. So I set the Clueless But Curious page up and oh my God, the stuff that I've found out since, it's just been great. 
<laughs> well, I think it's great that you um like what you're saying you don't need a degree to like um yeah. take care and like take action for your own health and like actually find out what you're putting in or taking or you know maybe questioning like what someone's telling you to do exactly. like you know it's your body you have every right to actually stand up for yourself and advocate for your own health and yeah. figure things out for you so yeah I think that was a really good point but like yeah like it's a mad story like again just showing how just quick like the solution is always just to, oh here's another option another hormonal yeah. pill like and it's really you not yeah. would know so much now about all the pills like the different um yeah. combinations of hormones in each like and that's why I suppose when people are on you know a pill they'd always be advised to try another one because of the the variance in the hormones the different ratios and things like that and the different absolutely which is um really interesting to know they're not all the same like for whatever different reason like I wouldn't actually know about the different hormone ratios you want to maybe just chat a little bit about that just so people um are aware like and maybe why one might be go for another one versus another one like if you want to absolutely yeah so if people have any underlying health conditions say if they're very likely to like have a stroke they'd be completely turned away from any pill that had estrogen in it so yeah. this would be like progesterone only pill yeah um, and I find that progesterone only pills they heighten your libido they can cause like this is again it all depends on the person but more common than not what I found from all of my followers is that it can really it can heighten your libido but your skin is really bad Okay. And you can be, you can find it quite uh, difficult to kind of calm yourself down in stressful situations, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and with like a combination pill, say, for example, say Yasmin, and then there's the like the um, what's the word, the mini pill Yasminel, and then Yas is actually a stronger version of both of them. So it would kind of be what's the word, higher in estrogen. Yeah. in Yaz but Yasmin Yasmin has progesterone and estrogen yeah. so to, I was actually talking to a girl today about how you would put each under an umbrella term and I really thought that I was getting onto something a few months ago I was kind of looking at the ingredients and I was saying right microlitis kind of it's similar to Overness and so on but then I also realized this term of phased pills and the different types of phases they can be in like I'm on a quadraphasic pill and I never like I never knew about this but my pill has basically it's quite quite trying to like mimic my own cycle okay yeah from your um your follicular and your well obviously not ovulation and everything but it has like it starts off with like a higher level of progesterone and then it goes down to like a higher level of estrogen okay and and it's just that's like like a small thing about the quadriphasic pill then you have the biphasic pills which are like literally the same hormone throughout and then you have the seven day break if you are told to do that but it's obviously we know all know now that there's actually like no point in taking a break and so yeah it seems to be there is a lot of people being prescribed the same pills over and over again and I think it's depending on like which doctor kind of thinks that there's less problems with each they're not really looking at a person and be like oh we should do like a test and see like what your hormone levels are like before we introduce anything yeah and there's it seems to be really common um overnet yasmin dina is still 
common and it's actually been linked to like so many strokes so I really wish that they would take that off the market and um, Mercelin and Cerazes and then there's my pill as well Polera these are the ones that are like so common in people that people kind of repetitively use yeah and um, and they're all combination pills and then there's the mini pill as well microlice is really common and um, but yeah like it's really really tough to try and break down which ones are quite similar because of the levels of estrogen and progesterone in it so you can imagine how difficult it is to try and find what suits your body yeah I, it is just like a, a testing situation isn't it you take yeah. and try and error and hope for the best for you with it like a lot of times you can be fine like I know many people on the exactly. page and they're fine like they're, it just, and they don't not, even know they're taking anything no it's fine but like yeah. then there is other people who will have a seriously hard time on them like yeah downtime and I, I definitely think the worst is the anxiety and the depression that can come with it. And that is definitely due to the lack of making your own progesterone. Like the progestin yeah. in the pill is completely different to your own progesterone. Yeah. And that's the issue. Like I think with the hormone, hormonal pill, because that is what's so amazing about our own hormones yeah. is the fact that we make that like hormone progesterone, which yeah. is just my favorite. Like it's just so it's important. And it just, yeah. Like- it's the best and um, how like I wonder how else are, is your body supposed to produce that if you have the progestin in your like body from the pill well you like, just don't just because you don't ovulate yeah. you just don't and that's it like and that's what you're yeah. missing out on like you're missing out on the the skin benefits the bone health benefits yeah. the thyroid benefits that, and then the anti-anxiety like, benefits like which is one of the main things so anyone who's just feeling low or anxious is on the pill yeah. it is like and they weren't before yeah like, most likely it's to do with the pill that you're on Oh, it's such it's just such a shame because it does seem like such a great, you know, fix for a lot of things. But really, it's it's masking a lot of problems for women. Yeah. Like I know one of my cousins is trying to conceive and she was somebody that was on Roaccutane at a really young age. She was only 15 years old. They introduced her pill. Her cycle hadn't even fully developed. And when she got took off it or she decided to come off it two years ago, her period had not came back for a really, really long time. Yeah. In fact, it only came back two weeks ago that's mad like I mean that's the thing like I asked so many of my clients what were your periods like before you went on the pill and they're I can't remember I was on it since I'm 15 16 17 or 19 like that kind of like later teen stage but like they can't really remember their cycle at that point because let's be honest like I never paid any attention to it then I didn't think it was even important it was just like oh whatever I'm getting a random monthly bleed whatever like but I never really attracted or anything like that and most people are the same and they might remember a little bit about in school but like it just would have been like oh that thing I get every month but like yeah they just they don't remember what it was like it was so long ago and like most likely it was probably like if you're going on it like that's such a young age like you your cycle hasn't been developed like your reproductive cycle hasn't been developed at that stage yet it takes it like I'd say till at least after 18 19 before your hormones get a wee bit more balanced and that your 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 ovaries and your whole reproductive system is more I suppose ready like it's like you know um absolutely yeah exactly definitely can't be the only thing that I could have been prescribed at like 15 to like mask my polycystic ovary syndrome there definitely could have been a different 
answer you know it's, so, it's such a challenge right now and I just wish that like the whole like doctors nutritionists could come or like people who's focus on the other approach with you know hormonal acne polycystic ovary sy- syndrome yeah, things that could come together it's at the moment it's the yeah. system I think that is the issue it's not like doctors because they have your best interest yeah. at that moment yeah. that is their only tool because they have 10-15 minutes max exactly. with you like I, I don't think it's fair to say it's like a doctor's fault because they want what's best for no. you they see like a 15 16 year old going through uh, who had the risk of ovarian cancer in the family at really yeah. bad cysts on your ovary they're like okay and it was the best. yeah at that time so totally yeah it's just unfortunate that like down the line it has effects and it's going to affect your like coming yeah. off the pill like it just takes a bit of time to get your period back especially if you had issues before you went on it do you know that kind of way so Absolutely. it's just unfortunate and it just takes then so long for that person to yeah figure it out figure it out yeah I just think like maybe getting it out there before they decide to go on the pill to the young teenagers to the young teenage girls that Absolutely. do a little bit more research like I have mums now texting me on like Instagram being like oh, my daughter been told to go on the pill what should I do and they're freaking out oh. and I'm just like oh god yeah, like- I think sometimes we can come across as like oh no sorry speaking from my position I can I can sometimes come across as a pill basher but I'm, I'm on the pill right now like I'm yeah, not a pill yeah. basher I just wish that we knew to look into it and research it and to just know what to expect if you yeah. are one of the, the few that experiences the adverse side effects that you're just ready and that you know that it takes six weeks well they say six weeks to regulate in your system that's six weeks of trying something and if it's not working you can just simply stop taking it you can ask your doctor yeah. for a two-month prescription and not a full dispensary and you can go and take that and you feel yourself like getting a lot of spots or like anything like that or like some people retain a lot of water on the pill I I find that I actually still do that but not as bad as it was with Yasmin yeah and so yeah it just all depends and I just wish that they did like can you remember an SPHE in school I can't remember what even I did in that class yeah like I do remember like learning about the anatomy and like like being oh my god look at the guy with the penis (laughs) yeah I I actually do not remember any sort of chat though about like definitely not contraception like I read like what I was in a Catholic all-girls school so definitely yeah it definitely wasn't brought up like I I don't really remember SPHE. I, I just seen that as a DOS class probably. It was just like, Neither did I. <laughs> yeah, I don't I remember do any sort of conversation. What years did we study that? I actually think that it was only until third year. Yeah, it well, was. I mean, I don't the know. Most. Fifth and sixth year, like, I don't think there was any of those. There was like religious education, but like they had other stuff in that, but it definitely yeah, wasn't. Yeah. Again, there's no talk about contraception or anything like that. And it's just like, oh my God, it just, baffles me now like this should be a class of its own talking about you know like female health the cycle what it should look like what is abnormal what is not normal you know uh-huh. heavy painful periods you should not have to deal with that you should not have to deal with debilitating PMS yeah. or really bad anxiety around the time of your cycle and um, like if you got polycystic ovary syndrome get to the root cause of that like all of this like if teenage they'd be able to bring or even college like again this isn't talked about in college like you know there was some sort of platform in a college to do that so yeah if anyone wants to (laughs) bring that into colleges I will do that (laughs) some sort they set up a society a society or something in college that would be absolutely great yeah uh, oh I forgot I was gonna say there's something about we were talking about oh this is when my attention deficit disorder kicks in Mary (laughs) Jo 
<laughs> but like I, even at that time in school you didn't take it in like like it's fair enough yeah. 1789 like you might be just like oh you're one she's so annoying like going on about hormones why does this matter but like then maybe at 24 you might go to your GP and she says oh you got PCOS I'll put you on the pill and it just might like bring it back to you like because you do kind of recall stuff then like you might have learned yeah. in school that like was mentioned or something so it just might it's just like getting it out there and giving them some sort of info on it so it's becoming it they might register with it later on even like when it is relevant to them do you know that kind of way and like that they don't have to be dealing with that awful pms and period pains and things like that as well and there's other options out there and that also you don't get pregnant all of them you can't get pregnant all like that's the one of the most in misinformed things like I just don't that baffles me the most like and then there's women who are like trying like ask a woman who's struggling to conceive how hard it is to get pregnant it just doesn't happen that quickly like it's like you know it's just not like that there's six days in the month and that's what you have to that's your fertile window and then this fear of like oh my god like the minute you're 18 and you're sexually active like constantly be on the pill you know yeah oh you think that it's it's just so easy to get pregnant and like like by if every what's the word um it is kind of common every now and again like I know two girls that were not taking their pill properly that did get pregnant um but like it's very very unlikely still if you're doing everything right oh yeah you know, like that, that, um, what's the word sorry I think sorry. <laughs> am I still frozen no you're back now oh I'm back in the room perfect sorry guys technical difficulties (laughs) yeah (laughs) no you're grand um what you're saying there if you take the your friends like they didn't take it properly is that what you're saying properly or else like one of the things that girls are just not aware of if you have diarrhea like your pill is not absorbed into your system yeah yeah. like 100% only like a week or two ago, I was not feeling well at all. And um, I took my pill as normal. And I always, this is a hack, actually, please, anyone that's on the pill, always keep a spare pack. Always keep a spare, a spare pack. So I have a little pill organizer and I have my vitamins in there. Every Sunday I organize it. I have my pill for each day. And then I have B12 or B complex, sorry. And then I have magnesium and also vitamin D. And I do that every single week. It just makes it much easier. And then if I do like have something like, oh, maybe I took it a few hours late and or lost it. Like it's so easy to easy to drop a pill yeah. or else you ate something in your stomach. Um, and I just have to go and take another one. Then I try and take it as close to the like time that say like I was upset. My, my stomach was upset. Um, but you're so sensitive to it. Like I started bleeding straight away, like two days, two or three days later. And I could tell that that was what it was because this is also bit disgusting but again trying to remove stigma because I want to talk about it as I'm, I'm a bit of an oversharer as you know Mary Jo but like the color of blood like the color of the blood if it's dark brown and it's like it looks old it's old blood yeah 100% so so that is yeah I, yeah yeah that's what that is it's like it's been there for a while so the oxygen has got at it and it changes the color of it like and that's what like that would happen like any blood that's left like outside your body as well that once the oxygen is out it would start to oxidize and change the color like so yeah that's a really important point to know and, and even relation to normal periods like the color of your blood matters as well like and if yeah. it's really dark brown and dark that's a sign that it's old blood or from your your last cycle perhaps that just didn't yeah yeah <laughs> and people still people are still confused on what discharge is normal mm. like I've I have so many girls messaging me um asking if, if 
this type of discharge is normal and that they're getting at this like as well spotting when you're on the pill and different hormonal contraceptives is such a regular thing and yeah. um, and it's still like why do we spot yeah. like every every kind of hormonal contraceptive does have that kind of listed as a symptom yeah. like it might affect you but why do we spot like it's your body is still not kind of used to hormonal change or like why yeah. maybe we'll find that out in 20 years like we found out what size the clit is actually the clitoris actually is <laughs> all these like <laughs> mad stuff coming out like finally they're like putting time yeah. into female health and like stuff like this but yeah 98 was, was when that was found out like about the clit <laughs> like honestly before I can put my hand up and honestly before I read this book period power by Maisie Hill and um, yeah. yeah. I thought that the clitoris was that tiny little you know your little bean yeah and that was it um, and then when I read that book, I was like, oh, my God, it's actually much bigger. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like seven, seven centimeters. <laughs> yeah. Like, larger than the average flaccid penis. Yeah. It's like, actually, it's mad. No, and it goes really far back, doesn't it? Like, I think. It's yeah. Find your, 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 yeah. I'm not really sure of the actual location of it, but I know it's really big. <laughs> yeah, it goes really big. Like, it's, yeah. it's quite large. So, yeah. you're bigger than the penis. Sorry. <laughs> And there's way more nerves on it as well, isn't there? Even on the just the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Completely for pleasure. Whereas, like, say, like a man's penis is used for like numerous things where not we are awesome. not just a reproductive vessel. Yeah. You know, we got lucky so, there. We got yeah. so little done just for, for pleasure. Like, <laughs> yay! <laughs> and a little bit of spice. <laughs> Thank you. Like, yeah, you have to go through all of Thank you so much. You have to go through all of this other crap. Well, here you go. There, that's for you. I kind of think you deserve <laughs> that for all the other shit. You're so right. Like, <laughs> absolutely, we deserve that. Yeah, the one little thing, literally, that we have. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brilliant. Um, we worked hard for it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and we have that monthly crap to go through, plus the added crap of contraceptives to deal. Oh. Well, like will we won't be what's the best one all that so yeah I think that's all right <laughs> um oh, but like, yeah, like all the adventures right all that stuff is so like um there's so much like that you're saying there like but like what you've done though is really like dive deep there into everything to, about your own story yeah. you know, other people as well but like yeah actually I want to touch on the discharge thing because that is such a funny one like I'm like people always ask me that as well like I'm like I'm not a medical doctor so I don't really know and I know like you're not either, but like yeah just kind of like again like this happens in our bodies and we're just kind of like mm, is this normal or not like I'd always teach women yeah. what ovulation looks like and the cervical mucus yeah. that, and how that's like stretchy slippery egg white and the more stretchy it is the healthier it is and that's what like that's like a sign you're like that's your first time mucus basically and then you do get a little bit of like um dry kind of crumbly kind of discharge and that's yeah. associated with um uh, your, your vagina basically just yeah cleaning itself out and shedding all the bacteria and everything out and then there can be a little yeah. bit just before your period and I think it's like when your progesterone starts to drop there can be a bit yeah. of just before you but that's again more white yellowish and it's not cream yeah. it's not stretchy or anything like that so like the real if you're looking to figure out your cervical mucus it's like slippery and clear and egg white looking there can be yeah. like just to note like some women do get um spotting mid-cycle when they ovulate and they can have a little bit of dark um or not dark but can be light brown or pink and that can be normal too I think there's a I think I read somewhere it's 25 percent of women have like um 
spotting when they ovulate as well and that's okay and I've talked mm-hmm. about this with various um doctors and a gynecologist as well and they have seen this uh-huh. as well so that's just something to note as well so uh, a bit of light spotting around ovulation is okay too just so you know and do you ever have you ever spoken to someone Mary Jo that can actually feel when they're ovulating yeah a lot of people get there's that there's, there's a name on and I can't it's I think it's like a German name I can't pronounce it like yeah Oh, I, it's really long. Of course, I like, how do you there? It's like a pulling it, sensation. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, insane. Kind of a twinge in yeah. the, where they get it. And then I never notice that. I don't get that. Definitely not. Like, I've never Me neither. But it's actually, it's funny, isn't it? Like, it'd be cool to feel that. I think, like, that, like your ovaries just be, I mean, your eggs being released there. <laughs> You're like, there it goes now. It goes. Oh, <laughs> mad. Yeah. Like, when I was off the pill for, I was off it now for just under a year. And um, that was 20. 19 and I was getting that pink kind of discharge when I ovulated and I was um tracking my cycle through clue and it was on the button like I was actually just so surprised at myself because I was thinking god you know like it did it took about how long did it take for me to kind of start bleeding after coming off the pill I think it was only about two weeks or so but my my period from then on was on the button every month it was insane that's great absolutely mad. so it kind of gave me a little bit of hope and like although I'd like for people to like look into it and make sure that they want to do that I always say to my friends if they are ever asking me for advice uh, like they're worried about themselves on the pill or whatever hormonal contraception they may be on the patch or whatever I say take break off it take break if you want track your cycle use a thermometer like you like you are in control of your body it's your decision yeah 100% it's funny like I think and imagine asking a guy though to take like a pill every day um, it changes <laughs> hormones change his mood change his sex drive oh yeah like, would they do it like most likely and plus they probably not remember to take it anyway I think that's the reason why that's would. the thing <laughs> like I really don't think they would they'd be like why would I take that hell no like I'm not doing that but like we're just like oh yeah we'll just take this anyway because yeah I know we have to hold the baby so like I think that's the thing it's like the woman I know getting pregnant like but yeah it's a shame really isn't it like there's not something for a man really to, is. you know they can take some of the onus as well like <laughs> they can always um get their 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 own uh tubes tied and then get it reversed but that's a bit of a bit, a bit extreme isn't it like just have to go mean, isn't it? <laughs> ask them to do that <laughs> yeah, I actually was... remember about so two years ago, somebody I showed me an article and again, it's like, right, this will be out in 2000, 2090 or something. It was a patch that men put on their body for, oh no, sorry, it was for women, sorry, sorry, for women. It was a small patch about the size of a, like two cent coin. You leave it on for three hours and it puts the hormones into your system and then they take it off. And it's being like manufactured at the moment. And I was like, God, they should have made it for men. <laughs> I do think there is research going into that like contraceptive for men or stuff that they can do I think it'd be so cool when that comes out it'd be insane as well like I was talking a little bit about like um like men having dry ejaculation and stuff the other day and like this consistency as well it all just kind of brought me into like the consistency of like semen and what semen contains and stuff it's actually made mostly of like fructose and protein yes yeah yeah it's insane so like if a person's having like my other half I hope he doesn't mind me like saying this but he like (laughs) had an eating disorder so like he wasn't getting enough like so like I'd say his probably like wasn't oh god I probably shouldn't say that he'll kill me (laughs) you're in now (laughs) yeah I'm way too open but sure look like it's just bad I wonder like if our 
kind of our fluid, our cervical fluid, like what exactly is that? Could that be made of if anything to do with our diet? Because, you know, do you know the way some women squirt? <laughs> There's no nice way of saying it. Yeah. Um, and then some That's women don't. Oh, there's Siri talking to me. Um, and some women don't. Some women just kind of have that wetness kind of come down there. Yeah, yeah. And that's just kind of known to be cervical fluid. Yes, yeah. You know? I actually don't really know. Like, I'm sure it is, again, like, related to that. Like, it's like, yeah. also kind of have something to do with, like, your estrogen levels, again, because estrogen yeah. is really to do with your libido. And I kind of feel like they're related to that, like, kind of wetness that you'd get or whatever when you're... Absolutely. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I'm actually not 100% on that, like, really that. But I'm sure we can find out. Sorry, I'm, like, I'm, like, delving into, like, different things because I'm, like, you know, things that make you go, hmm. It's mad. But yeah, libido as well and hormonal contraception is one of the things that I keep on bringing up because it is like a very, very common thing with people. Um, oh. And that can be also progesterone only contraception where it kind of shouldn't be, but it can be that because, you know, a progesterone only because the women don't have their own progesterone. Progesterone, yeah. like you're saying, it's such an amazing like hormone in your body that like you're feeling it's completely stressed out all the time yeah uh, yeah 100% and that's gonna then steal like from your yeah your sex drive and your want and your desire exactly. and like it all has a, an effect on it like it's it's amazing like because so many women go on the pill not to get pregnant and they end up not having that much sex anyway which is the ironic thing exactly because of that's the, exactly the hormones in it so it, it's gas really but yeah like if your sex drive is low when on the pill and like a lot of women would have like vaginal dryness and stuff like that when on the pill too yes so again looking at changing your 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 hormones or or the pill sorry that you're on can affect that and, and make that a little bit better as well would you say that as well from what you've definitely yeah, yeah. definitely and communication with your partner I'm like I'm one for this as well like you just sure. oh my god sorry my, my watch keeps on talking to me I have to take it off but it's just about letting them know like that's why I'm so glad that there has been a good few men following my page because it is just important for them to know what's going on and to know that you know instantly when a per- like when a female or male isn't aroused from their partner and um, they just feel kind of disappointed and they're like oh my god what did I do like it's and that's nothing to do yeah, with that at all right. like yeah like it, they feel like it's a reflection on them when it's not like yeah you're so right like, yeah to, be able to communicate that like and I that's again why I always think like a woman who say who isn't on the pill well either if they are on the pill or aren't if they are on the pill like let them know it can affect like sex drive so that's one thing like that so they're exactly. aware it's not them and the other thing yeah. is um if they aren't on any contraception once they kind of know their cycle then they can be like oh yeah. actually like I'm at the phase of my cycle where like I'm naturally not meant to have that much of a libido right now like my testosterone and estrogen are lower and I'm just feeling a bit like just like it's nothing yeah. for you like and once like that you're able to communicate that and like like everything knowledge is power once you know that you can explain it in such a normal calm rational way and you're like yeah it's exactly yeah and then the other two weeks you can be out of like rabbits basically <laughs> exactly like they can wait do you know what I mean like yeah, it's not yeah. like a net, like I think as well like for me growing up was like you, as a teenager you have such a high libido and as well like even in your early 20s like I'm 26 now yeah. and it's like like you're kind of you you just are expected that you would just want to have sex all the time no. um, because you did but then it just you realize no it's not really like that at all it's actually different levels of my cycle and totally all and of these other things different as well like there's no like this is what the x amount of times or whatever everyone is different exactly 
right? just in everything like there's no uh, set formula or that you need to follow with regards to that um so yeah like we've talked a lot about contraception like sex a little bit and stuff like that is there anything else you'd like to touch on like because I know there's so much that you cover on your page like loads of stuff for like relating to female health is there anything else that you'd like to chat about because I, I know like you just want it I want to let you like go for it the lines. um so I just really want people to as well like you're saying knowledge is power yeah. it's like I I've set up a page and there's so many people like there's so many people over the last like kind of year and a half of me having that page have like came to me with their stories and it's just important not to like it's it's good to take these on board right I've like I won't even disclose the stories but I've had some really horrible stories say about the coil or about the bar or about like these kind of more permanent types of contraceptives and like yeah it does make me kind of oh god like the kind of makes me think about it in a different way but it is so important to know that like everyone's body is going to adapt to something completely differently and to not like to not let Mary down the road put you off getting the coil in because you know she had a bad experience on it yeah exactly mean that you are going to have that experience like like me on Dianet I actually I only met someone a few months ago that was on it and she doesn't yeah. like feel thing and she's completely mentally like stable yeah. whereas I was like unstable and yeah. um, so it is important to, while I am like creating like a platform for everyone to compare their situations and you know I was I did make it on the basis of trying to also find what contraceptive was good for me because yeah. I hadn't got a clue what to go on I actually like first of all I didn't know that you could get your hormone level te- levels tested that would have been a really great help at the time yeah um, yeah it's just to you know a trial and error of a contraceptive to find for you could only take about two months if you did your research and you looked at say right you looked at your lifestyle and said right okay am I going to be able to take a pill every day or am I 26 and I want to maybe wait five years to conceive and I want my um fertility to return like as normal straight away do I want to go for a more permanent method it's just about like really taking the time and like you're saying knowledge is power yeah the more you find out about your body and what yeah absolutely what you're saying is right like and I think what you've done is like you've opened up a conversation that gets people thinking more about this because like again like with the pill you just don't even question it and it's just really nice that you some people are able to open and say actually I didn't feel that great on that pill and they're not thinking that maybe there's something wrong with them you know what yeah. I mean I think it's great that that you're opening this and I know lots of people doing this and it's brilliant and I just think it's really good because I hate like I just hate people maybe suffering or kind of going through no jobs are on like whatever the pill or something and like they think that it's them or whatever like having this kind of conversation can make them realize oh maybe I just need to talk to my GP and get a different one that's more suited exactly. or you know maybe I can consider other options or like if I'm not in a relationship now like maybe I can consider coming off it like because I can try and get to know my cycle or as you say maybe go on a more long-term one if I'm not planning on like conceiving in, in the next five yeah. years if that's like a goal for me like you know um so yeah I think it's just really good that you're opening up this conversation and all the other kind of conversation you're having on your um on your page like I seen like you've got like a highlight on like the smear test and the capacity yeah and all that kind of stuff as well and all you've been through with that and I think if you wanted just to quickly chat about that as well I know you might be able to yeah oh no that's perfect so yeah with this regards to smear test I think that everyone thinks that like they're going to get the 
letter, like like you're told yeah. when you turn 25 that you're going to get the letter. But the fact of the matter is you don't. You actually don't. You would be quicker contacting them or maybe paying for your, like if you wanted to wait a year, um, if there wasn't, you know, a history of abnormal cells yeah. in your family, um, you could just go on and pay for one. But I... Yeah, I got my first one at 25 and I paid for it. Okay. You know what I mean? And then I actually did it all. Pardon? You just didn't get a letter. Is that why you decided? Didn't, yeah. okay. didn't get a letter. Um, and then with the whole thing that happened then was I went into my, when I went and got it done, um, she could see that there was a polyp on my uterus or sorry not on my uterus on my cervix straight away and she was asking me to like experience any um bleeding after sex at all and I was like unusually like no I don't at all and I was kind of wondering why should I be um so then I did my own little bit of research and it can cause bleeding um and I was also from talking to a few people there were so many people as soon as kind of lockdown <laughs> what is it now at this stage 2.0 happened in yeah. December yeah like everyone there was such a huge backlog of people to get smear tests that nobody was getting any contact back and there was like nobody was there was a few people that could have done it like gps but they weren't doing it because of um i don't know if they were open for different reasons but like i I reckon i heard about three or four places that were doing it and i've like and like i don't have a lot of followers i've just under a thousand people say and yeah of course all are female but like four people being able to get smear tests, like obviously there might be a few more that haven't vocalized it to me. Yeah. Um, plus was a, the clinic out in Blanchardstown that seemed to have been the most common place that people were actually getting an appointment. Some people were calling up and they were saying, oh no, we don't have an appointment until May or so. Like it's actually just insane. So I was glad anyway that I got to the rotunda and got the colposcopy done. I didn't really know what to expect um, when I went in, but they decided to remove the polyp there and then. Okay. Um, there was a male doctor, a male gynecologist, and there was two nurses as well. So even though I was actually a bit nervous that it would just be a male doctor, I, was, I think it was just because when I was 15, I think it was just a male gynecologist. And I don't remember. I remember, obviously, there was a nurse there at the time, but I kind of forgot. Do you know when you like yeah, think yeah. of God? with the male doctor and you were just freaking yourself out as a teenager so um but it was really like they were so professional they showed me everything that like I looked around at the screen Mary Jo and I was like that is my cervix that is insane they put the dye in they showed me again and I was like so you're telling me a baby has to come out of there they're like yeah it stretches this much I was like oh my god that is just insane like it literally can you believe what it looks like yeah, I know. It's so, I can't. I don't even want to think about it right now. <laughs> oh my god, it's just insane. Yeah. I was like, that is actually insane. And they were like, what did they say to me? Um. Oh yeah. And then I had a question because I was like, oh, I really still want to get the coil. So I want oh. to ask them a few things while I'm here. And I was like, do I have a, ter- a tilted uh, cervix or anything? Like, do you think that I would be able to get a coil in? And he was like, yeah, like you know, that would definitely be possible. And I said, well, you know, like, why aren't people measured for coils you know like in case of the risk of rejection or like you know cause irritation in any way and um, yeah. why aren't they measured and he was like well you know like as soon as you're brought in with the coil there they will measure you but normally like everyone's 
um, uterus is kind of the same size. Okay. That's what he said. I was like, that's definitely not true. So anyway, I didn't question him much more because he was poking and prodding up, like, up there. So I was just like, you know, I can't, I can't anymore. But um, yeah, so after the colposcopy, I experienced like a bit of cramping that day. Yeah. And it was like they actually injected, sorry, I left out the part where they injected the local anesthetic. So I didn't feel kind of anything other than a pressure like a pressure do you know that when you're like oh when like a bit of period comes out and you feel like a kind of pressure like it's almost like a really deep cramp Mm -hmm. um so it felt like that and uh what happened then afterwards afterwards was just kind of the healing process of you know wearing a pad and Mm. the bleeding the uh, the ink was coming out and I was also really nervous of getting that colposcopy done because someone I know had told me about their experience getting it done but I didn't know but she got a completely different thing done and and she got an infection from the dye and stuff like that so I was freaking myself by the time I got in there but I was absolutely grand and for anyone that has to get it done it's like you're in and out in like 15 to 20 minutes yeah I think that's really important just to talk about because yeah it's a thing a lot of women have to do like just as part of a regular kind of screening and just follow up because having the HPV cells is quite common you know it doesn't like a lot of women it's like if you're sexually active like I think you can get it quite but um it's again it's a screening method and that's what's so it's a really good thing to do like and be able and it's like yeah like like what you did you took charge and got like went in and got your own thing done yeah but um it probably is delayed because of this year I remember when I was 25 like I got my letter and it was all good it was all was it yeah yeah I did but like that was like a few years ago now like so I suppose um it because of this year and last year like there's probably a lot more delays and stuff which is such a pain and a pity because it's, it's so hard to get screening and just manage that but yeah like just to make that like not to, I think what you've done on, on your page with that is like not made it so scary and like oh my god exactly. you know, just like normalize yeah. it like it's it's okay and it's it's not a, a scary thing to go through so yeah that's been really good as well and like I love that about your pages talk about normal stuff and make it like not as stigmatized or scary and just make it normal which is really important yeah because the most important thing like right now what else would we be doing like look into yourself and work on yourself and yeah. look yourself and your body like your body is amazing our, like our women and lady parts are just yeah. they they cruel sometimes to us and cause us some pain but they're amazing like self-clean of China like it's brilliant <laughs> really big clitoris <laughs> really, really, absolutely great <laughs> but yeah I think like we've talked about loads there and I know it was kind of really just a chat um, but I hope like it helped people you know just again like what I've always done in all these episodes is really kind of try to normalize these conversations have great people on who like vocalize this on their their own pages or in their own lives whatever they do and I just love to have these conversations for people to get a benefit of them to talk to their friends about like how are they on the pill like you know like if you're in your teenage years or your early 20s and you've not really talked about like the pill that you're on or how it makes you feel it's okay not making you feel good like you know in my 20s I was on one that made me feel like crap and like it wasn't until like I had a conversation with another friend who felt the exact same I was like oh my god thank Thank god like I'm not the only one so like just having these conversations with your friends and like knowing that they're 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 normal and um yeah I think just open conversations with your girl group about like absolutely discharge what your periods are like you know do you yeah 
you know what's your libido like these are normal conversations to have like and yeah like have them in your whatsapp group or whatever like absolutely i'm like my girl my girlfriends are absolutely sick of me like i do always send a picture of like my sorry tmi again if i have a funny looking discharge i'll send a picture of it to them and i'll be like look this is actually normal this is how much of an oversharer i am like i'm like I'm like, look at this, it's disgusting, but that's normal. <laughs> Your camera will be like, I am private. Oh yeah, I have to clean that out every every couple of days. I'm like, oh, I need to clear that out and delete that. <laughs> it's like showing pictures of your dog to your, your mom or something. Oh, there's oh, what is that? <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. Oh god. Anyway, so good to have you on, Jade. Like, I think we've probably gone a bit over time. I don't want to be taking up too much of your time. Oh, no worries at all. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been so fab. Thank you so much for having me, Mary Jo. Yeah, no, you're you're so welcome. And people can check you out on your page, clueless but curious, which I love. I love the name. And um, yeah, go give you her a follow because, as I say, fab content, just important stuff for people to know. And like, I just love that you openly talk about this stuff and overshare because that's really (laughs) (laughs) no limits. And um, yeah, thank you everyone again for listening. And um, please leave a review or like leave a comment or share this episode if you enjoyed it. Um, I it just really helps with getting more people. to listen as well which is you know going to help other people which is really important so this is what the the podcast is all about is like helping people take charge of their health know their bodies making things normal and stuff like that that's what I want to get out there for people so again thank you so much to the lovely Jade and I'll be back next week with another episode take care thank you